0: And you're currently listening to a chance to strive so i'm not gonna do the whole i'm back i'm back i feel like bro while i was going through like my senior year i kept on doing that trying to maintain it. it's like every time i popped out it just it just wasn't happening but now it's like i kind of was beating while i wasn't coming here i was beating myself over getting like a perfect routine in, and once i kind of like adapted that all i had to do was kind of like i implement my podcast here and then move whatever else it is further down the line For me, it's like every single time after work, I would just go straight to the gym. But the days that I do come here to record my podcast, instead of going to the gym, which I always made sure I had time for, now it's like, hey, now, you know what? Mondays is my rest days. This is when I'm going to be recording. Now it's like after five, I know for a fact there is nothing in that time schedule because like I built up a routine where that was always covered. So that's the reason why it's like now I'm saying it's like I know I can maintain this level of consistency. And even if I don't, throughout the week, I have so much more time to actually to record. So when I don't have school in the way, the flexibility will be a lot better. I promise. All right. So basically, um, the way we're going to do this episode, um, coming back, I was going to have a collab done, which is one thing I know. like, I didn't do a lot of, and I felt like if I do that, it's like a lot of those conversations we do have or topics we spoke about, we can even go through some of those again. And this is the thing. It's like, depending on who we're with, or who we're having this conversation with, the amount of different perspectives you can have in these topics, it's just like, it's ridiculous. And each conversation based off the dynamic is going to trigger something else. So I'm going to be bringing you guys that a lot more. And I understand one thing that I never really liked doing was collabs or being with other influencers because I just did all of that on my own. But now I'm at the point where it's like the typical social media TikTok stuff. It's not really my priority at all. I think anybody who follows me keeps up with me is noticing the fact that there's a revamp where it's kind of like more like lifestyle and health. I'm focusing on the gym. I'm going hiking. Like, this is kind of like chance drive 2.0. You know, like, this is like, let me not really, like, I'm generally learning how to live and how to strive. So it's like a lot of the things that I used to do, it's not the exact same anymore. In the things that I think and the mindset that I kind of had in certain moments to do certain things, you mature up and you kind of grow out of it. And as much as it sucks to kind of leave something behind that you built up so well, I think it's like if you're ready to evolve and become a new version of yourself, they are parts of yourself you have to let it die. And I think for us, like by us, I mean like when you're in these early ages where you're from like your, I'll say like early 20s type thing, 20 to 25, anything you've built up during that time that you really can look at and like, yeah, there's not a lot of those things because you haven't had that much time to build, you know? So it's kind of like, it's like, damn, what do I have to show for? And it took me a while to understand. It's like, bro, <laughs> I have a lot to show for it. And it's not just like, oh, if I this is, you know what? This is my podcast. And I realized it's like, I actually do share a lot of deep stuff. I forgot that for a quick second. One thing that I've been thinking about, all right, this is kind of like just letting you guys back into my life where I'm at right now. So it doesn't feel like there's such a huge disconnect where it's like from the last person that I was speaking to even into the version that I am now. I probably will delete my TikTok really soon. And the reason for that is kind of like, I am not the exact same person. The image that I built up, I'm not saying I, I don't like any part of it or I completely changed. That is not what I'm trying to say. I'm still the same person in terms of like, who I want to be, but my progression, I've progressed a lot these past year or six months or so when you go through a lot and you're starting to think of what's next and it's starting to be a lot more realistic for me it's like i know the version of me that can fit in those places so i had to make those changes that's why it's like people like why are you just not posting on tiktok (laughs) probably i don't go on the app which is ridiculous i go from 1.5 million followers and you're like you don't even go on the app if i pull up my screen time for tiktok The only time I ever used TikTok is when like the last person I was talking to would send me something and that's about it. It's like I just kept it there. It's like it was something to show for it. But it's like throughout the years, there's so much that I've learned about people in general doing social media. And when I'm in certain settings now and I have to have conversations where people are kind of getting a little insight onto my a little peek into how I think and why I think the way that I think. I realize that's where I'm showing for it. It's like everything that I know in certain settings, I have tr- the difference in terms of like how I understand people, emotions and feelings. When you put me in a professional setting where I can match up to the next person, like on every single category and you know, like, hey, we're going to I'm in sales. You're telling people, hey, talk to people. You have to learn them. And we're discussing things like head, tr- head trash. Do You know, what head trash is head trash is trauma. But you have to. D- I don't think they know what podcast. But there are certain ways you have to dumb certain things down because people are like, it's not really what they're in tune with. So it's like, you do have to give people like the bare minimum so that way they at least understand the point. But it's like, I'm in this class and there's not a single thing where I have to like, okay, okay. I'm learning this about this person, okay. A lot of it is kind of like, all right, it's things that I just naturally know. So it's like, I used to have my tech talk and that's what I had to show for it. But now it's like, when I'm actually going out into the world and I have to do things All of these things that I learned, it shows because I made sure that I stayed true to it. And it's like when it came to my podcast, I was like, I'm going to make sure this stays a certain way. And this is going to be outside of everything else. The reason for that was I know my contract is for a good amount of time. And I want this to be something that I progress with. All of the rest, I really don't care if I have to let go of it. Like I said, it's one of those things where it's like I really do feel like the next version of me isn't complete. Until I give that up. And right now I do have some time before I have to step into that next phase, but we'll see. I think it's just gonna be really interesting. And bro, it's like when things are starting to look up and you're figuring things out, like you start there's a lot of things you used to hold on to that it's like you don't really have a reason to anymore. A lot of it's like a lot of distractions, a lot of um relationships, I wouldn't say are toxic, but that aren't what you want or what you need. You keep them around for what? We don't say plan B's a lot of the times, but when you're trying to do something and it's not working out, what do you rely on? The distractions, the this, the that. You'll be around somebody that probably talks away more than you want them to, but guess what? It's either be around them or be by yourself. You're going you're gonna to pick getting talk, your ear talked out. And it's like when you're having to focus on yourself and you're like, I am my priority, I'm at the point where it's like I don't want a lot of people to have access to me. Like, I don't want to constantly be giving out and people aren't properly taking it in or people are going to take it and misuse it. I'm at the point where it's like, I know what I know is useful and I see it. I know this. For a while, it's like people would tell me, though, you think that it's like certain things you see the way. It takes a lot for somebody who has been who has tried to belittle themselves. Like I had to belittle myself majority of my life to let certain people around me feel big. And that, as much as it's like when I play around with the act, you know, I'm a little goofy. It's like, oh, you're cocky, confidence. It's like the confident part, it was learned. But the cocky part, it's like (laughs) it was really hard for me to truly act as confident as I really wanted to. Um, If I'm around certain family members, I understand things better than they do, but they were having to give me advice. And now to make you feel like somebody that's capable of investing in me, I have to dumb down what I know, and when you're asking me, you know, like, oh yeah, it's like there's nothing wrong with it, but there is when it's like you start to believe it's like you can't show this version of you or something's going to be wrong, like you're going to mess up a dynamic, I not mean, at that point where it's like I don't want to suppress who I am as a person to better anybody else I know i I will admit this is one thing I've said to myself recently. For this exact for this period of time, I don't think I'm the best mental health advocate, and I'm saying this because I think I have to be so selfish with mine. A lot of the times, when you're someone who really cares about other people, it's like there are certain passes you're always willing to give certain situations. It just it's, I know I should be focusing on me, but I think I can manage this. I can do it. It's okay. I probably would have had something else popped up anyways. i don't manage it. But guess what point I am now. I am at the point where I don't want to inconvenience myself with helping somebody. And I know how <laughs> it's like for how I used to think and me saying this now, that sounds like the most selfish thing. But I hear so much worse on the daily. All I'm saying is it's kind of like I am tired of being people's savior. You know, it's like I've had so many moments recently where it's kind of like the ups and downs, up and down. Up and, it's like I've had to learn how to pick myself up because I'm not somebody that likes depending on people for something like that because it's not like. You should lean on people. Trust me, I understand that. But I'm a big believer in, and I guess this is going to start like now where I kind of go back to start giving y'all advice and stuff and like responding to the questions. But one thing I've learned recently is kind of like, I'm a big believer in if you choose to do something while you have the option not to do it, then when you don't have the option to not do it, You'll be able to do it. And basically it's kinda like, right? I wanna break that down in case like I know the word on place like it's a little combusted, just like conjuncted and stuff, but what I'm trying to get is kinda like, right? For me, it's like when I have the when I have days where it's like I could go to the gym or I could stay home because I haven't taken my rest day, and this is actually perfectly fine. It doesn't bother me. But I'm like, hmm, I have the option for a rest day down the line from my week something may pop up and I won't know what that is and it, and it may make me take more than the amount of rest days I originally wanted to take so on this day when I'm feeling lazy when I could actually just take my rest day and I'm still on schedule I'm like you know what I'm going to work out I have the option not to work out but I'm going to force myself to work out while I don't why do I do that cuz on the, on the next week when it's like when I'm hitting on like let's just say it's on a Sunday right and I already took two rest days and I only wanted to take two rest days Now for me to do what I want to do I can't take that rest day But I have so many days Where I had the choice not to work out And I still said I'm going to get through it I'm going to push through it Now do you really think on that Sunday Where I actually have to do this to hit my amount for the week I'm going to be too lazy to I found the motivation to do it when When there was no motivation to do it I could take the rest day the next day The next day the next day But when you start to do stuff like that, it helps you discipline yourself. It's like, when it's like your body's like, oh, I know I feel this way, and I'm this is we normally like to stay in bed when we feel this way. Wait, you're making me get up, and we're having to go to the gym. I'm confused. It's like, I I keep on saying that a lot of the times it's like you have to be aware of your subconscious. The things you, it's like one thing I've learned about my subconscious recently, or like how my I'm not sure everyone's subconscious works the same way because not everybody's able to be as in tune with it. But for me, and through things that I've learned, I've seen that this is true for me. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, one thing I've realized, one thing it's like your subconscious is like, think about, the, I feel like for this version, for, the, for what I want to explain, think about it as a reflex, right? It's it's a reflex in terms of like a thought process or like those quick things you can, you, you're like, wait, I just did that? You... There's not, the nobody took control you and made you do that, right? But there's a lot of things you do on reflex where your body just reacts, where somebody says something, you, you, you like you throw, you throw a word when it's mad sharp and you're like, oh, I didn't even mean to say that, oh my God. You know, stuff like that. So basically, that's your subconscious. And it's this idea where it's kind of like the things you do and the things you think, your subconscious takes that and it's kind of, like it gets, it prepares responses that you probably want. It's kind of like, it gets ready to experience the world how you're saying this is about it. If you sit here and you're like, you constantly get hurt in relationships. Your subconscious, your subconscious is it was aware that this is your reality. And if you're like, I don't want my heart broken. I don't want my heart broken. I don't want my heart broken. It's gonna find ways for you to build up barriers and make sure you're not hurt. But if you do the complete opposite, then you actually find ways to start growing. And for me, it's like I like the fact that I know there's this version. There's this version of myself that takes notes that I'm not aware of. So I have to. I can't trick its notes. Anything that I do. Anything that I think. It takes notes on it. And that's my subconscious. So everything that I say, everything that I do, I'm aware that there's something collecting all that information. And in moments where I'm not in full control, it kicks in and the information it gathers is what it uses. That was a lot, but all I'm pretty much trying to say is like, you can't sit here and have days where you you could go to the gym. You don't want to go to the gym. You're like, I bet I'm not going to go. And then expect for you to be able to constantly go to the gym whenever you don't feel like it. If you're saying, oh, I feel lazy. I don't want to call out of work. You know what? I have, I have sick time. I don't have to wait for an off day. But what if you tell yourself, you know what? Unless I have decided to do that, I'm not going to wake up and not do that. Now, imagine a day where it's like you just randomly get lazy. It will be easier for you to do that because you've already done it so many times. It's like the more you do something, the more kind of like it becomes part of your default setting. Like it understands like, okay, this is what we do every single time this happens. you did this so many times already when you're not feeling it I know exactly the thoughts you need to help you push towards that boom and now this is when we get into actually like responding to what you guys have said so exclusive was like hey my question is how do you recover after losing someone you love after losing someone Um, I feel like we have certain things when we've spoken a good amount of times about them I will just say what I'm thinking in the moment because it's probably if I do think too much about what I think it's like probably going to give a lot of the things that i already said, but I'll give like a, a little quick reply. So it's like, I know that they, these things are important. It's just the fact that I don't want to recycle a lot of things that I've already said. So I do apologize if you do need more people can always DM me. Like you said, like I said, guys, sometimes I generally do reply to you guys. Like it's not going to pop up, but this, you can tell there's people replying back and forth and this is me. And so somebody else just randomly asking something. Um, so, I think my thing is like, how do you recover after losing someone? You don't. (laughs) And I think that's the worst part, right? There are certain people, is like, because of the importance they had in your life, and this is the thing about family or friends that you've built a future around, or it's like, or you've built a dynamic that you expected to last. What I mean by that is like, my mother, I know she's going to stay my mother no matter how old I become. So at any point I lose my mother, I am losing my mother. When it comes to a friend, your best friend, you're like, you know what? This is my ride or die. That's the dynamic. It's a friend. It's fine. But the dynamic is it's a ride or die. Somebody I'm always going to have by my side. Now, when you lose that person, it's like, whoa. So when I'm speaking about losses that carry over to the future in terms of what you've envisioned with that future to be and who you're going to have around you, for me, I think those are something you just can't recover from. Any point in my life, I will always know that I don't have a father around. He passed away. At any point throughout my life, I know that I don't have my dad around. No matter how I try to flip that, no matter how much I try to, no, let's think about it differently. That's the reality of it. So it's like, we could bullshit and say, oh no, that's not your point. You'll be okay with losing your dad. I just won't. (laughs) I'll be a father and I won't know the right thing to say to my son and I'll be like, damn, imagine if your grandpa was here. Like, See what I mean? But it? it's like when you envision those people in a future where that, that doesn't stop, I don't think you can heal from those things, but I think what you can do is honor them, right? You had a future where you wanted them around. What does them around look like? I know for me, this is exactly what I've been doing for my friend Amanda. And it's like, as this, this is the month she passed away. So it's like, it's going to be one of those things that starts getting a little more emotional the closer the day comes, but- my friend Amanda died on um, July 30th, 2017. And today is July 11th, 2023. Damn. <laughs> How long I actually been? is kind of crazy when you say the years right back to back. But what was my thing with her? I graduated high school. I didn't care for it. But that was around like the time it was about to be our senior year, about to graduate and all that extra stuff. And well, she passed her junior year, summer type thing. And it's like, I knew she would have made it to college. Right? I knew it guaranteed, scholarship and all of that. What did Chance do? I made it to college, scholarship and all that. I knew she would have graduated. What is Chance going to do this December? He's going to graduate. When I got my scholarship, I went to her grave and I took a picture with my scholarship at her grave. That scholarship was dedicated to her. This degree is <laughs> going to be dedicated to her and my mother. My mother is still here, but it's one of those things where it's like, you have two kids that made it to college. You got two out of four. That's 50%. A lot of parents can't say that. And I'm about to make you that parent that can say that, you know? And for a man, it's like, this is something she would have done. And for as long as I am in college and I know she's not around, it would hurt. But for as, but the more I noticed I was doing things that I knew she would have loved. It's like I know she's looking down at me and she's smiling. It's like, you would have been doing this, weren't you? So it's like you almost have to play with the relationship in your head and act like it's still here because they didn't leave you. The idea of them, the bonds you guys have, yeah, they're, them being around is something that's, that's just not happening anymore, but those memories, they only fade if you forget them. And um, eventually you forget a lot of shit. But still, it's like, you'll never forget how you felt about that person. I'll never forget how I felt about my dad. I'll never forget how I felt about Amanda. No matter how many memories I lose, those things are still with me. So there's no reason why I should feel like I have to say goodbye. And there's no healing. Neither. It's just something you learn to help. It hurts. Losing somebody hurts. What if I can sit here and say losing somebody helps? You have to pick which reality you want. Where losing somebody that you love brings you down and hurts you. Or where losing somebody you love motivates you to have a life that is worthy of sticking around. You know, it's like that. You know they're gone. And you're still here. You have to tell them it's for a reason. And that's the mindset I've kind of had. And I will say it helps. The little pains, random times you cry and stuff like that, it doesn't go away. But I've realized I don't want it to. You know, it's like I'm not saying you shouldn't stop crying over the same people last hundred times and stuff. I get that. But I'm not that old to where things are so ancient, you know. It's like still fresh. Six years sounds like a lot of time, but 15 years from now, six years would have been nothing. Um, I'll kind of read everything she said Um, I think it's a lot And I do want to get to other people's things But I'll kind of frame an answer That kind of intertwines to her questions Um, So her questions are What's the best way to truly start loving yourself And I know this might be a hard question for you to answer But how do you heal from trauma At a young age I was sexually harassed And it's been very hard for me to move on past that I'm always having flashbacks Or getting reminded of it in some type of way How do you know if you've actually healed packed it's a lot um, I'll kind of flow through it what's the best way to start truly loving yourself I feel like I'm in that process but I don't know the start it's like it starts with the things that you hate <laughs> Um, I've gotten to the point where it's like I've focused on a lot of the sh- stuff about me that were terrible And I did that because I know it's like focusing on the parts of you that are good and you just want to perfect it. It's a little easy to dissect, but when you're focusing on a part of yourself that you just know this isn't you, you want to change this, it's a good start because there's not a lot of what do I need to do type things. You just know it's like I react this way. I do this in these situations. These are the things that have happened that make me not enjoy this part of myself. When I am this person, it makes me feel like this and I no longer want to feel that way. When you start having these thoughts and you construct them properly, it's like you have to learn how to speak to yourself. Like, play devil's advocate. I kind of broke this down to somebody last time. It's like you do have two versions of yourself, right? I think we all do. The wholesome part of you and then the parts of you that's for a majority of our flaws lies, right? Have that part of you that's a little stern, that's a little rude. Like, you know, whatever that part of you that's a little that on the side of what you're trying to get away from have that be one person and then have the part of you that you truly just want to be wholesome like have a dialogue between those two while you're going through something like i just say you're going through like you were focusing on a heartbreak and you're really trying to figure out what you did wrong okay well he, he he did some shit he did some shit i don't gotta worry about him yeah but did we do anything to make him feel that way why would i care if he went that far I thought the whole point of doing this is the fact that we're trying to learn from this, not blame somebody else. So it's like, and then the one thing, the guidance I'll give when it's like you're trying to heal from past situationships or anything like that, just from your past, always pull away what people have done wrong. And I see, bro, I have this conversation with a lot of people and I promise you, this is one of those things that I just know at this point. And I know this for a fact I've, I've given people advice Made them apply And I've seen the fact that it works So this isn't one of those things Where it's only from my experience You can't heal Holding on to the shit That people have done And a lot of people be like Well I'm not holding on to the shit Bro you're speaking on it That's holding on to it I feel like a lot of people It's like The more you remember Your hurt Or what has gone wrong There's always part of the story That's not going to be about Your healing because if I, like, I have an ex, right? <laughs> left me multiple times. Multiple times while I have been the best boyfriend I could possibly be. Called me perfect and everything. Still left countless of times, chose herself. Still would call me selfish. Still would tell me all of these things about me. And it's like, after that relationship was over where I was click, I knew for a fact this per- I had to pull away and walk away from this person because I was like, don't deserve me. Like I think I'm at that point where it's like I I I'm just gonna walk away because nothing's changing. No matter how much I want to stick around, nothing. When I have to heal from that, how much do you, how much healing do you think I'm doing, or how much growth do you think is happening if I'm focusing all the fucked up shit she did? She did a lot, <laughs> and I'm not saying I didn't do my part neither. But that's my point. If I no matter what the situation is, you weren't perfect. So find ways to perfect yourself through that growth process. Because when you get thrown in that situation again, I promise you, not everything you learn is going to happen exactly how you want it to. It's not. So when you are healing, how about you try to do that? Like if I want to, you focus on like a certain situation, you're like, oh, this didn't go that great. I'm like, mm, she'd walk away, but when she came back, did I ever make it feel safe? Did I ever make it, did I ever try to figure out Why she left in the first place? Or was I just too hurt? Hmm. So your problem-solver, you're analytical, but in this situation, you chose to be more emotional. You tapped into emotions instead of logic. And that didn't play well because you were frustrated at not getting an answer. Okay. See how this has nothing to do with what she did, her leaving the wrong, she did how I was hurt. But see how much, like, just that itself. Let's say what the conclusion is. Every single time she came back, they were reminders of what she did. There was reminders of her wrong. So she didn't necessarily always see the growth that could be had on her end. She couldn't see that. Oh, can I really make up for all this shit that I did? I love you and I want to come back, but now that I'm here, damn, bro, this was, this was two, three breakups ago. Right? This, she, she, I can't let her stop me from growing because of the wrong she did. My growth has to be about me. So their actions and what they did, their intentions for it, that has nothing to do with it. I am focusing on if I was the person that I truly wanted to be, if I was perfect, what would these things have looked like? And when you have these answers for yourself, you're good. Ah, this is perfect. I've been saying this one thing and it's, and it's like one of those things where I'm like, yo, this is beautiful. But it's like that gives you answers. When you're healing, when you're trying to get over trauma, you need answers. But what I've realized is a lot of people don't want answers. A lot of people want reasons. And the more reasons you have, the more you're held back from what you need to be or what you need to learn. A lot of people, when you see, it's like there's never a conversation that's very understanding and engaging where all of it is about reasons instead of like, these are the answers to it. It's like, oh, we're having a conversation. It's like, yeah, I can have my reason for why I said this. You can have your reason for why you said this. But it's like, it doesn't really go nowhere So I gets to the point where it's like we're finding a way to mix those together. And Now this is the answer to whatever we're discussing. When you're healing, you need answers. You don't need reasons. You're well aware of what the fuck they did. Why do you need to dedicate more thought to their actions? Didn't they take enough time away from you already. And majority of the times they've brought you back. So don't make your healing process about anybody else. And that sucks because when you're thinking about that situation, you're like, what the fuck? She had? Like like literally, I'm not saying like I do this and it's perfect. I know this is important, so I beat myself to do it. But there are times I'm thinking about certain things and I know I need to certain things. I'm like, what the fuck? There's no way you're saying that this is me. But this is the thing. A lot of the times those thoughts that evoke so much anger and emotion, you find the subtlest thing you could have done and it's like, the fact that you were able to find this tiny little thing, now that's like, it becomes so big, Stuff like, oh, damn, if I really did do that, everything changes. It's like, now when you have all these answers, you're like, there is no what-ifs. Okay, what happened in the past happened, and I understand it. What else is left? Everything you understand, you just get to use it. You have answers. You know the reason why these things happened. When you were there, you understood that. And a lot of people try to like, we want to find, like, answers to why we were hurt. Find out why you reacted that way. Find out why part of you never chose to walk away. See, their answers tell you, oh, okay, okay, I get it. I get why you did that. What your focus is on how you felt, not what they did. So when you're healing, I can't, I guess it's like, I promise you, I focus a lot of thoughts and energy to this And my biggest thing has always been to kind of like learn to construct my thoughts and make them useful, make it an optimal thing. I think a lot, but I never sit here and I say I overthink. A lot of you guys say you overthink because you don't know what to do with your thoughts. Take this as some level of guidance. I promise you, try it. I am somebody that's been speaking to myself out loud since I was 10, 11, 12, whatever you want. I've I've had about 11, 12 years of experience on this little thing that I'm speaking on right now. It works pretty fucking great. That's why people can give me throw their problems at me and I've not gone through it and I understand it a little bit because I can break those thoughts down in real time for myself. But I'll also learn shit. Like, read stuff. I'm not saying you need to read a book. And not, that's the thing. I don't do books. A lot of people are like, oh, if I don't, learn I can't do those anymore. No, go on psychology.com today. Read little short. It's like these things are like five, six minute readings, bro. But guess what? You get like this, I don't know, it's like the thoughts you are able to evoke from just reading certain things like that. It's like something on anxiety, on love, on peace, um, emotional intelligence in the workplace. Like they have a lot of things that are like directed to a certain topic. It's like you don't need to understand anxiety, but you can understand how somebody with trauma reacts to anxiety. Now you understand reasons why people have anxiety. Reasons for, that it is type of trauma. Fear of missing out. That is something that I have. But it's like, now, I learned through it because I read all these things. When you're aware of so much more that's happening or how, the things that could happen, when it does happen with you, it's easier to see it. You can't see something, understand it conceptually, and then look at it again and be blind to it. That's, that's, that's you being dumb as shit and you not wanting to see it. But you see something and you break it down to understand it conceptually, you will always see it in everything. Once you see it, you, you will always see it. If you understand how to look for it, which is why I said, if you can understand it conceptually. And now the next part of her thing was, how do you heal from trauma? The loving yourself and healing from trauma, those go hand in hand. How you heal is how you start to love yourself. The parts of you that are unlovable are the parts of you that still focuses on the fact that I dealt with traumatic things. I shouldn't have gone through those things. You're right. And I think I'll go through what she went through. is kind of like at a young age, just like I was sexually harassed. nobody deserves to go through shit like that but at a certain point and i promise you i get everything i could say to be very understanding and everything like that but i'm choosing to tell you what a lot of people won't at a certain point it happened and i'm not saying that is all oh, nothing it, it happened or it, it is no it, you went through something that was traumatic and you don't deserve to go through that nobody does whoever put you through that i'm not going to wish bad on anybody but <laughs> I don't think I look at that person as a great individual at all. Um, It happened. You, you, You need a way to deal with it. You need to find a way to manage this because it's like you can't hinder yourself because of what somebody did to you. Somebody did something three, four, however long ago it was, and now it's affecting how you live your life. You didn't deserve to go through this, and you're absolutely right. So... How can you possibly be okay with the fact that you're still letting it affect your life? And I get it. This is kind of like losing someone that died. It's always going to affect you. There are certain things that are so traumatic. It's hard for them to leave you. But don't sit there and do nothing. I have not, gone, I have not been sexually harassed. I can sit here and try to tell you certain things, but I'm not going to say like I know the answer to it. But I know the answer is out there. I know if I were to go on my phone and search up, I was sexually harassed. I need help healing. How do I heal? I know I'll find a shit ton of videos on those. Start there. They did something to you that you should have never went through. Now choose to do something to make this affect you as much as you possibly can. The older you get, the more you'll learn, the more you'll understand how to properly deal with it. There are certain answers you won't have. But if you keep searching, then at least you're still healing. You know, it's like this, the healing process, it doesn't stop. There are things where it's like you won't understand it until you get to a certain age. But if you never stop thinking this is a part of me that needs to be healed, then the, whenever you do figure it out, you just apply it. So that's why it's like you do have to be patient with your healing process, but learn what that's supposed to look like. Anything you've gone through, <laughs> a shit ton of people have gone through it already. The answer is out there. The reason why it happened to you, it's not what you'd focus on anymore. That's the traumatic experience. You, it, it hinders a lot of the things that you do, the way you think, the way you look at certain things, the way you probably look at sex. Learn how to fix those relationships that was fucked up by that experience. You still think about it, you still have flashbacks, search that up. What tri- And this is my thing it's like when you have flashbacks, there's always triggers. There are ways you can, maybe you're gonna deal with this for a while in terms of like the heavy um, flashbacks. But what if while that's happening, you take the time to figure out every single time I have these flashbacks, what's the first thing that happened right before? Around what type of day do these flashbacks normally happen? Around what type of people in mind when these flashbacks happen? When I want to opt out these flashbacks, what do I normally have to do? Learn who you are. You were tweaked a little bit by somebody else. And you hate that. But it doesn't mean you still can't learn how to adjust to this person. Yeah, you should have been at this version where it didn't happen. It happened and now you're here. There has to be a what's next for you. And your goal is to figure that out. Take as much control as you can from that traumatic experience. And the more powerful you feel against those urges to bring you back to that state, the less traumatic it becomes because it's not an experience that hinders you. It's not an experience that brings you, draws you back from when you felt like shit. Because you get to a point where you're like, I know this happened to me and it should have never happened to me. But guess what? I'm an, event- I'm an individual with answers. I know what to do when this happens. I have the answer. I don't. You figured out why it happens, and that's great. You figured out the reasons. But now you have answers to apply whenever this shit tries to bother you again. I have gone through traumatic shit. And I did my research on exactly what I went through. The answers are out there. Stop bullshitting yourself about I don't know what to do. And I get certain things because of how, how hard it is. Just starting to look is a lot because you can't even control some of these flashbacks. Now you want to force yourself to think about it. That's a lot. But like I said, the tough answer, the tough um, reality of it is you stay like this or you put yourself through the pain so that way down the line. This is not some shit you deal with. There is only two things, things you don't heal from that it is traumatic. You will constantly have triggers. It will be something you think about for the rest of your life. I'm not saying that always happens, but I have seen situations where somebody had something that happened to them when they were eight and it's still affecting them in their fifties because they never un- broke that down and understood what it did for them. So learn, you have time. Um, and the best thing about healing is you do notice improvements. <laughs> Everything's not going to be fixed by the way. But at least you're like mm, Something changed And that's what you have to learn When you have to get answers Then you got something Any situation you think about You extract something out of it Boom There are a lot of people You have these thoughts constantly And you never get shit out of it Why? Because all you do is You replay the event in your head You think about what the fuck The shit the person did And now you're back to That same state Those same emotions Of awoken again It's not helpful It, does, it doesn't do shit for you I've I've gone through that Thankfully for me, I could actually understand what's happening with myself to see those things and see how I have different um, conclusions when I do things differently. And I pick whatever works the best. For me, this has been it. And I'm not saying exactly how I do these things, but I'm saying the concept of how it works so that way you can apply it to yourself. And a lot of shit that I do, I think it might work for you. I don't know. And how do you know if you've actually healed when those memories and events have less power? So I'm, this is the thing, right? So there are things I can't fully heal from, but I know my dad passing away has less of an effect on me now than it did even literally two, three years ago because of the way I started to heal about that, because I found ways to dedicate future, my future and parts of my life to him. And it's not like I'm living for them. I'm just, I know things I want to do in my future. And I'm like, I know you'd be really happy when, I'm, when I become this person, when I become this that I want. That's the thing. You can't just say, "Oh, my dad wanted me to be this." I'm, a, I'm gonna dedicate my life and be that for them. don't know, no, no. that's that's living for somebody. You, you can live and it's like, for me, it's just more so I'm making them proud. I'm not living for them, but I'm making them proud how I'm living. And if that means I want to be an influ- influencer, boom. If that means I want to go into finance, real estate, sales, all that. When I get to that point, I know I'm. oh, they're proud. They see the work. You feel me? I hope you make something out of it. And when it drops. You do need to talk to somebody randomly. I'm not saying make me that person that can constantly hit you back up. I'm telling y'all that I don't want to be that person no more. But I'm okay with investing in the people that are going to use it properly. That doesn't feel like I'm exhausting myself for no reason. I want a proper reason for me to do things. I'm not proving to myself that I'm a good person. I know that I am. I know I'm good with emotions. I know I'm good at this caring. I'm, I'm get, I am I'm know I'm good at this type of stuff. I don't need to prove myself By constantly jumping at every situation where that's required of me. So it's a big difference. It's a big change. But yeah, the right people, you guys will have access to me. But it will be on my account. And this is what I'm saying. It's like when you start healing, you have more power. Like shit that used to bother you from even saying it. And I was like, no, this is the reality. And you're telling people, these are the boundaries. These are their boundaries. You got to respect but, yeah, this whole episode was, like, damn, that dedicated you. I'm going to go through, like, a few other questions. But I just want you to know, um, whatever you're dealing with, fine answers, not reasons. This happened. It was shitty. You deserve to have a life where this doesn't control you. I'm saying you deserve that. I don't know if you believe that, but you do. You deserve a life where it's, like, you can generally think of sex or have sex, and you start to have a good relationship with it and heal from it. And I do want to say it is completely okay if you shed a few tears in that process. Just make sure the people that it, you're giving access to you in that manner understand what it means for you and what triggers could randomly happen. That is one thing I'll say for people that have been sexually har- harassed. I think how you choose your partners, you have to be very... Y'all need to be on the same page. Y'all need to be real tight. Because if you randomly cry, you need someone that's going to hold on to you and just pull away and just worry about giving you the emotional help emotional arm um, support that you need at that moment. I've been in situations where it's certain things of like that have happened. It's like the priority if you are if you find someone that prioritizes you it makes it a little easier. Like knowing that person is in the middle of this and they're willing to prioritize me because I'm in a moment where I'm weak. I've had to do that for somebody and I've been able to I seen the reaction when it was first happening and they noticing it. And then it's like when they're being held, they're like the fuck. But then when they give in, it's like you, you accept the fact that somebody's okay with accepting the reality that you're facing. It's a little refreshing. And I think anybody that goes through that deserves to have that. I think some people need that. Should you live life by logic or emotions? And this is the reason why we're going to finish off on this Because I'm actually, I plan on making this A much bigger um, podcast Wait, can I show like a chest tattoo? I'll just do this So it's the fact that there's half a brain and half a heart And there's like a little compass You know the little lines you see on a compass That points in directions and stuff like that It basically has that on top of it And the whole idea behind that is like There needs to be a balance (laughs) Between what you feel and what you think how much you feel and how much you think. I guess that's what I was kind to get at. Um, for me, I'm a very logical person. But there are... And because of that, right? There are certain times when I'm healing, I can't use logic at all. Because I'm too good at it. Like, that's like... Imagine it's like I'm really focusing on something that I did to somebody and they gave me certain reasons to do it. But like I said, if we're healing, we're focusing on just me, how I can get better. This person, they did what they did. Fuck it. I dealt with that. I'm trying to better myself. And if I use a little bit of logic, I may be able to justify what the fuck I did because I'm so good at that. And it's like, like I said, it's like you have, it's not like a a specific thing works. You have to learn what works for you. I know that I am very great at logic. I know how I can, the way I can break, thing that, break things down and the fact that I understand emotions. I can f- I can pull random strings and connect things just to make my part sounds good. But that's not what I need in the moment. I need to tap into this part of me that is fully um, caring. That part of me that's nurturing, That would, that's looking at the fact that, damn, my actions led somebody to feel this way. No matter what the fuck they did, I know I want to be a good person. I want to be this type of person. I did this to them. If I think with my emotions and I tap into my emotions a lot more that I can do that. But what happens when I'm trying to think about the fact that I should leave somebody? Do you think I'm gonna tap into my emotions too much? No, that's the part of me that loves you. That's the part of me that keeps on thinking there's hope, there's faith. Oh, I should stake around even if everything you've shown me has told me otherwise. This is when I need the part of me that's real good at logic, bro. There's no fucking way you're gonna say there's potential. How is there potential? How many times are y'all broken up? How many arguments do you get in and there's no conclusion? How often do you trust her to be the salute? Like how often do you trust her to find solutions if she doesn't? Why is that always your role? How come this relationship goes as far as you have energy for? And you're telling me this is something you want to sit through. (laughs) Knowing who you say you want to be. This is the person you are right now. This strong, independent individual. Really. This is you right now. You're letting somebody walk over you, constantly choosing themselves. But then you're like, I'm yours to lose. And that was the bullshit. I generally used to be somebody that said shit like that. I, I told somebody this and embedded it into them and let them believe it. I'm yours to lose. You're that fucking important and I care about myself that little that you can take advantage of me as much as you want. Whenever you're done with me, that's when I'm, that's when, that's when I'm good. <laughs> How can I be confident when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm doing shit like that? Now I get to give myself a wake-up call. This is not you. But for mm-hmm. as long as you're in this bullshit, it's going to be you. She doesn't give a fuck about the type of person you are. It's the conveniency of it. That's it. It's what you mean to her. That's it. You think she comes back because she loves you or because she realizes there's too much for her to handle when you're not around? Why come back and leave again? Chance, come on. Be logical. Can I say the N-word? I generally don't know. I really don't. See this is how you know I'm a good noodle On this on this podcast I say that word 24-7 I will admit it But I drop it once In my podcast. I'm like oh, oh damn Can I say that Like when I tell y'all I really bring a different Like I bring a pure version Of me here To try to really speak On this shit for y'all If I, if I ever show my friends Me getting scared Over saying the n-word What the fuck Bro but it's like Yeah I love it But yeah it's like what I'm trying to say is there needs to be a balance, but it's not the thing where it's like, oh, in every situation, balanced logic, balance emotions, the same amount. No, bro. It's like, and this is the shit that I hate. And this is the reason why people can't kill a version of themselves or let certain things go. You think you know who you're supposed to be. <laughs> bro, I know I want to be a good person. I know I want to be this and that, but I don't know what the fuck that looks like. Who I am today has been because of what I've experienced in the decisions that I've made. Do you think I know what I'm going to experience and the decisions going to make? No, I don't. So in other words, I may want to be this person, and in my life may ends up showing me that this is why I need to be instead to make this work. You're supposed to learn what works for what you want. You can have wants, but this idea that you know the version of you that achieves it is bullshit. Like, what the fuck is progression? Then if you if you figured out this early. Like, bro, if I'm 23 and I figured out who I'm supposed to be, shit, I got life figured out. You see your parents in their 50s, 40s, don't know, not know what the fuck to do. And we, <laughs> some of you guys are not even in your 20s listening to my podcast. You think you know the person you're supposed to be? I know, I was, I, know I was never, I never thought I was somebody that's supposed to be able to say no straight up to somebody. Nah, bro, I, I can't do this. I, I don't care. I'm sorry. I get it. You're going to try to make me feel bad. No. And I will even say this because this t- this still hurts me to this day. Knowing that I have certain family members in Haiti that are going through it, but I'm in a state where I can't give because I need everything to be invested into me, right? And when they're reaching out for things, I'm like, I bet I got you. I got you. I got you. Hey, right now, it's like, I really don't have it. I don't, I don't got it right now. Yeah, but I need it. Okay, just give me a little less than what I asked for. It hurts for me not to give to my family. So the more I know I can't give and you're trying to justify how much is given. And it's like, bro, how much will never be a thing to my family. But the fact that you really think that's what it is, that part even hurts a little bit. It's like, you really think, I, I don't want to give you $30, but I can give you 20 You really think that I want to be a thought. Hey, I don't got 30 but I can send 20 And it's like, damn. <laughs> Money is really that much more important that you don't think. If somebody that loves you says no, maybe it's because they can't but I'm somebody that reacts to things like that. I have, I, I'm sorry, I have fam- what family means to me, the where I came from the fact that when I moved to the United States, all I had was family. Whether I liked them or not, I didn't know anything else. I didn't know how to communicate with other people. I didn't have a choice. Family has always worked for me. And to be able to say no to those people, it's like having to block them, delete certain apps and not give them access to me, that shit hurts. I never wanted to be this person. <laughs> I never wanted to be that person that had to do shit like this. But it's not about what you want. It's not about for knowing like, oh, this is I know this is the person I'm supposed to be. You don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. And right now I'm I'm kind of willing to let go of whatever's needed to be letting go of. Whatever version of me is on the other side. I trust that they will be good enough. It will be great enough. Trust yourself that if you lose this part of yourself, you gain a part that's even better. You know, it's like this is the thing about healing. you trade in a lot, but the value always goes up. I think that's a beautiful thing to kind of think about. You may give up something that was worth five thousand dollars, but the exchange is always up. You bring in something maybe it's fifty five hundred that's five hundred profit. You lose something that was thirty thousand in terms of value, like this party that was really great. we're just putting bullshit ass numbers in them for just for the purpose of understanding this. And then you get 60000 in value back. And I've seen these. I know these seem like bullshit ass answers, but I'm thinking about just how much better I've became as a person when I've letting go of these stuff. At times you let go of so much. And this is the thing. It takes so much to get it back at times. You know, you get it in lump sums, but it adds up. <laughs> and the value always exceeds what you were at previously. When I, I... I put a lot of value into one of my exes and letting go of that, I, I was letting go of so much. And it's not until I'm here right now that I'm saying, I think I finally stacked up a little bit past that value. You know, like that part of myself that I let go of, I think I'm finally at a point where it's like, you've done enough healing to the point where it's like, I feel like I'm a way better person now. Like, I feel like, it's like, whew, change is drastic, but it takes time at times, so you know, to be patient and know the fact that it's guaranteed that you get better you're constantly progressing. If you don't stop, how are you not gonna get better? I think that's a monster to think about. It's like, it was like, you're rushing to heal. No, some things you may hold in your 30s, but you're supposed to be at that point at 22. You're supposed to be at this point at 24, at 26. You're progressing, you should stop. Now it's like, uh, let me put you back five years That's something you got to deal with. When life throws shit at you, understand how to take it in properly. understand what you need to extract out of it. I feel like a lot of us, we go through a lot of shit. We don't learn what the fuck to do with it. Like, learn what to do with your experiences. Literally, if you don't know what to do, you search up how do I heal? How do I think? How do I process my thoughts? Like, literally learn what the issue is. Learn what's wrong with you. And there is an answer out there. I did not know how to process my thoughts when I looked it up. Hey, it helps if you speak out loud. I looked that shit up when I was 11, 12. I have been doing that My whole entire life. That is not an answer nobody had to give me. I found that out myself at 12 years old. If I can't process shit in my head, what the fuck am I supposed to do? My dad died. I can't deal with all of this extra shit. How do I deal with this? Try speaking out loud to yourself. Especially if you're extroverted. Giving voice to your emotions, it does something to you. When your love language is words of affirmation. Bro, like... I searched this shit up and I figured it out. Like, nobody broke it down for me. Like, I know, I, like, the amount I knew about myself, I used that as guidance to figure the, the rest out. Like, I know this is my leveling. I was like, hey, dude, does this matter? Does this affect this? Like, when you ask yourself these questions, there are psychologists that think everything connects. And that's the beauty of it. It does. So, whatever connections you're trying to make sense of, somebody out there can help. Just go find the fucking help. Please, like, stop feeling sorry for yourself, whatever the fuck you're going through. Figure it out. And I think this is where we're going to finish off. I think just, like, it shit feels good to be back. And I'm going to tell y'all what I had to do, right? I had to get to a point where this was not the same person speaking to you guys. I'm sorry, but I can't. I come here and I talk about progression, growth, this and that. It's hard to come here when I feel like I'm still stuck. And I don't know how to explain that to anybody here. I'm not saying that's anybody's fault, but I don't think even I understood that. But I think what was holding me back in weeks where I know I could have squeezed some time in and figured it out, I didn't. That, that wasn't a version of myself that I was proud of. That was that person was under construction. Like the inside still got to be tweaked, but I can show some things. There are some things on display right now, you know. Even if the house I think is already getting built, and this is something I find out in real estate, people go to look at flat land. Before the house has been built, like, no, no, I This might make it might not even matter to nobody in this podcast, but in real estate, somebody can post a picture, <laughs> say, "This is what the house is going to look like." You pull up to see the house; it's not there. Oh yeah, this is going to be built, but this is what it look like. You want, you wanna opt in? Bitch! No, this might not be what the fuck I want. And I'm not gonna lie. When we pulled up, me and my brother did not know that's what was happening. That's one thing I'll say. I didn't know that was a thing until like I faced with it. And do you understand we're, we're driving down a long ass driver And we're like Oh this is some hot shit This is about to be tough This is the thing Big trees on the side You can't see over You know so we're like Oh shit this is cool as shit Imagine if we're living here one day <laughs> We keep on driving It's a long drive That's why we got so excited Like our, we were driving the speed limit Just to notice things around You know <sighs> They it just see flat land, like bullshit. Like I'm talking about, like they haven't even cleaned nothing out. Like there's still trash, dirt, like. And then there's a random car on the other side. Like the driveway just kept on going to where the car was, but nothing else was there. It was just somewhere you could drive. And then his car is just facing us. I'm like, I guess we got to drive to him. Oh, yeah, it hasn't been built yet. That pissed me off. Like you're there to talk to people about something that's not there. Like, what are you showing me? Oh, hey, this is the property. This is the land. I could go on Google Maps and just click buttons and see the surroundings. But, yeah, that shit piss me off. Um, I missed y'all. I, I very much did. But this is, I promise y'all, I, the more I speak to you guys, the more we have conversations, my growth will be seen. It's not one of those things where I'm worried about putting it on display, which is why I wanted to come back now. Because it's like, this shit is back to being easy for me. Not in a mindset where I'm trying to figure shit out, where I'm stuck between two thoughts and I'm trying to figure it out. I can't deliver shit like this to you guys. Let's be honest, a lot of you guys don't even think about these things. <laughs> I'm not saying like overall, I'm not saying like how you really dig down in the heat, like stuff like that. If you guys did, it's like there were certain questions you asked me, you wouldn't ask me. You would ask, you would have already had the answer, answers to it. That's what I'm trying to get at. But it's like, just, I have faith y'all are going to figure it out. And I have faith that I'm going to. Oh my God! See, it drops once <laughs> and then it starts happening. Uh, if, if it can be kept in if effort, but if it can't, it is what it is. I don't really care about it that much. Um, I love you guys. I have faith that I'm going to be able to guide you guys as much as I possibly can. That's what I want to do. That's the type of person I want to be. And what life is showing me is, I can't always maintain that, role. sometimes I have to take a step back and go learn. And I guess that's that's the beauty of it. I have to go out there and experience shit no matter how much I understand things. So now y'all know I'm not just bullshitting all things I read and things that I know. It's like, I actually wait to experience these things to see the truth, to see the different perceptions, different realities, understand it conceptually, then I can break it down for you guys to see it in your own lives. I love y'all. And I will be recording Thursday again and then Monday and then Monday, Monday, Monday. If I have to take breaks, I'll communicate it through my um, channel and we'll try to yeah, I'm going to try to frame that around my podcast now that I thought about it because all I said it was going to be based was for so like deep thoughts and deep thinking. This is what my podcast is for. So I realized making that channel for like regular Instagram and then my podcast at the same time. Braining at its finest right now. I think that's it. It actually works beautifully and I never even thought about it, but I love y'all. And that's the plan for the next few weeks, years. Ha! <laughs>